listeners, and welcome to episode 55 of the Portsmouth Running Podcast. Uh, well on our way to the 100 Podcast Club, if there, if there is such a thing. Uh, there probably isn't, but anyway, um, we'll, we'll, we'll make it, we'll make it. Now, um, uh, normally on each show, Dave and I will waffle on like we did in episode 54, um, but because we had a whole show of that last time, uh, we're going to spare you the grief um, this time around and go straight into our show and introduce our amazing guest for this episode straight away. Um, as she joins us here and now, uh, please welcome one of my favorite running Instagrammers, um, 100 Marathon Club member and finisher of this year's Northern Traversed Coast to Coast 300 kilometer run, Kasia Lubovitska. Kasia, greetings. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. It's, it's a pleasure. Thank you. The pleasure is all ours. And, and also, I'd like to introduce my love, the loveliest of uh, co-hosts, Dave Harvey, who I think is almost recovering from uh, a hill rep session. Dave, is that right? Yeah, I'm a total sweaty mess, Dan, and I'm not lovely or anything like that. I'm just a sweaty, pathetic shell of a man right now. So I'm just going to sit back here and try and catch my breath while you while you gas on. <clears throat> <laughs> I, think, I think, Kasia, you, you mentioned earlier that you hadn't actually run today, so, so you're probably feeling a little bit jealous that Dave's been, uh, been up on the hills already. Yeah, a little bit of a guilt trip going on, um, but it's fine. It's fine. It turns out that I can kind of not run and then do a big run and it's all okay. You know, it's either 5k or 300k. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, listen, I, I'm super excited to ask you all about um, the Northern Traverse. And I know, Dave, Dave, you've probably got a load of questions as well, but, you know, it's brilliant to have you on. Thank you so much because it was it was pretty short notice um, getting you onto the show. But yeah, we really appreciate your time. And uh, honestly, the, the pleasure is all ours um, having you on. So, um, so, so I guess the first thing I'm going to ask you. is, I didn't realize that you'd done 133 marathons. I think, I think, Dave, it was you that mentioned that you'd, you'd, you'd done that many. And yeah. I, just incredible. Yeah. 133. Yes. Well, it, it sort of snowballed a little bit. Um, I signed up for, for my first marathon, which was supposed to be in Snowdonia. And I thought, you know, that would make me train because it's over a mountain. Mm -hmm. And then the months went past and I realized that I haven't actually trained that much and that I should do a marathon before the marathon over a mountain um just to see what it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and whether i'll survive and on that first marathon it was the ox with white star running um, oh yeah which probably wasn't that much easier to be fair um <laughs> i met a guy from a hundred marathon club and he just planted the seed in my head and i think when i got to nine marathons i already started my spreadsheet so um, <laughs> maybe I'm just being easily influenced uh, by crazy people, but who knows? Now, now I'm one of them, so maybe <laughs> I'll influence somebody else. <laughs> I think, to be honest, I, I'm, really, I'm really impressed that you keep count because I wouldn't actually be able to tell you how many marathons or ultras that I've done at all. I've just got a collection of medals on the wall and loads under the bed, which is my kind of my, my counting. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah well i keep mine in boxes but i think the spreadsheet is kind of almost like more important at this point yeah, maybe yeah. not not anymore but when i was getting to 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 the first hundred i was definitely um precious about my spreadsheet <laughs> shall oh, yeah, I say? yeah yeah a bit. have you have you logged all of your stuff on strava because um i think if you go to like uh, one of the pages on your own profile on strava you can sort one of the columns by distance so you can see um, how many marathons you run? I think I've got all of mine on there, so you can actually count them row by row. Do, do any of you do that? 
Oh, no. Wow, no, I did. I did not know about this. Mm. Can, yeah, you can actually. Can I, just, can I ask a question on that, uh, Cash? You just said, if we go back just about a minute, you said when you got to your first uh -huh. hundred, your first hundred marathons. So, how many? Are you, how many hundreds are you planning on doing? Well, I'm. I'm <laughs> that's a very good question. <laughs> I, th I think I'm just going to keep on going, but you know, people talk about the numbers game, and you know, I just don't want to be going around the towpath every, you know, every week. I, I want to do other stuff as well. So it's it's less so about the numbers now. And it's kind of a nice to have that they are going up. Um, yeah. And I'd rather do, let's say, the Northern Traverse than, you know, go around a lake again or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Th there, there, is, there is no limit. But I know now that... If you get to 300, you get to like international rate rating of the marathons or something like that. Ah. And your name appears in Japanese and that's quite cool. And I thought, I, I want my name in Japanese. There are probably other ways of getting that, but. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> easier ways, Kasia, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, less expensive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So so I've got to ask as well, are all of those 133, are they actually like official races with medals and? Yes. And oh, okay, okay. So yeah. I, wonder, I wonder how many the count would be if you did go onto Strava and actually count the amount of over 26.2 miles you run that's a good point um mm. yeah you'd have to, you'd yeah, have to go and do that I as have... a as a fun exercise <laughs> yeah i have done you know a few times now i moved here uh, down to waterlooville i found out that going out of my house and getting to queen elizabeth country park and then doing the half marathon then there that um the Queen Elizabeth Spring Marathon is with Second Wind Running. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I can do one lap of that and then go home. That's a marathon for me. Oh, um, nice. So that's quite cool. And I like that route. Um, unless my watch is, is stingy and then I have to go around the shops. But nice. it's yeah. fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Or a lap around the park. Oh, ex excellent, man. That's, that, that's a lot of marathons. Dave, we've got some some catching up to do because we've been trying to plan the, the Sunderton, Sunderton Lane Marathon for, for ages and haven't done it yet. So, Yeah, we have to do that. Yeah. In fact, oh, Kasha, I yeah. Kasha that, maybe that you want to come with us and, and do I that. Do. When When is it and what is it? Uh, well, this was this is this was something that we had to kind of like um, improvise on because a couple of years ago when we were in lockdown, um, the Pompey Marathon got cancelled and then um, Rob Piggott decided to do a virtual one. Uh -huh. And we, we live on Sunderson Lane in Clanfield, where, which is a perfect half mile length of road, basically. So Heather and I were just like, oh, bugger, we'll just go and do a marathon up and down Sunderson Lane. So I ran it 50 <laughs> times up and down. Um, and that there was created um, the Sunderson Lane Marathon, and Dan and I have been talking for ages about like actually doing it and making up some medals and some numbers for people. I will so, totally yeah. join you on that. That sounds crazy. Done. Brilliant. Done. Brilliant. That's it. We've got our, we've got our first our first official entry. <laughs> totally. And if we, if we can play Baby Shark along the way, I think that's going to be awesome. <laughs> Specifically, Baby Shark. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it just gets into your head. I, I was doing Hampshire Hop at one year and there was a there was a guy with like a boombox and he was playing Baby Shark and everyone oh was a little bit 
angry, shall I say. <laughs> <laughs> Were they angry in a good way or angry in a bad way? They, they just knew this song is going to be all that they have in their heads for the rest of the race so i don't think they were very impressed no <laughs> oh my gosh amazing. well just just while we're on the subjects of music cassia i'm right in uh -huh. thinking you're a metalhead aren't you is that right no no i like no? all sorts of stuff but i wouldn't say i'm i'm you know into metal that much oh um, i thought you're a metalhead ah it's all right then never mind <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> Denied. I thought we were going to have to turn it into the uh, Ports of Metal podcast for a minute then. No. No, definitely not. Oh, definitely not, Dave. Apologies to disappoint. No. Kasia, I'm quite happy about that because um, I, I listen to a lot of pop and I, I thought I was going to have to um, hide the fact that I listen to a little bit of Britney Spears and everything else that's going. So, um, so I'm, I'm pleased about that. Thanks. That's, <laughs> quite, that's right. Quite, Dan, your, your music tastes are just embarrassing, so we probably shouldn't just talk about that, really. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Dave, <laughs> Dave doesn't like getting into the car with me on the way to races and events and and, and training runs because he has to listen to all sorts of all sorts of garbage in my car. So that's that's all. Maybe that's all. Should... Go on. Sorry, maybe you should combine your playlists and just do a shuffle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that would be a good idea, actually. Although some of the stuff Dave listens to, I think I think it could bring on a, a severe headache. <laughs> like an actual physical one <laughs> yeah I, I can't argue with that <laughs> we, we we meet nicely in the middle um Kasia, i thought i thought it'd be a really good idea now because we've obviously like chatted for a little while and hopefully we're all nice and relaxed and we can continue on to some of the some of the good running chats as well so um i always like my guests to kind of introduce themselves fully so i'm going to hand over to you to maybe tell us a little bit about yourself um, where you're from, uh, a little bit about your running and how you started perhaps, and, and just for a couple of minutes to, to kind of give, um, give everyone a little bit of idea of, of who Kasia is. And um, yeah, over to you. Okie doke, thank you very much. So um, my name is Kasia, as I was introduced. Um, I moved over to the UK from Poland in 2008. Um, I started doing some running I guess in 2013 okay. and I did my first marathon in May 2015 and um, it took me just over four years I think four years and, and a month and some days to do 100 marathons um, and I do blame Michael uh, whom I met on that first marathon and who told me about the 100 marathon club yeah. um, and um, I haven't done actually uh, an ultra for a long, long time when I started running. I did my first one, which was only a 50K, um, just a few months after my first marathon. And I thought, never, ever, ever again. Mm -hmm. um, but as, as things progressed and you get into the running circles and you find out about different races, I found out about uh, Long Distance Workers Association, LDWA. Oh, yes. um, and they do challenge events, but they're not marathon length. So in order to get my marathon, I had to do a 30 miler. Mm. So I started doing some of those and I did not die. Um, and then I thought, <laughs> well, I should... <laughs> I should maybe, maybe try and aim for, for 100k. Uh, that was, that was the goal. Um, okay. And I did my first uh, 100k in Poland. 
um, which was quite exciting because it was near where my parents lived. Okay. Um, and it started at quite an unsociable hour. I think it was 2 a.m. Oh, um, and it was raining a lot. Um, it was in, in August. Um, so it rained and rained and rained. And then the sun, sun came out and it was really hot. Um, so um, my clothes dried on me, which was pretty grim. <laughs> yeah. um, but but I finished that run and it felt absolutely amazing. And um, and then I was sort of thinking about doing a hundred miler, but I wanted to um, to do my hundred marathons first. Okay. Um, so I completed that in July 2019 at one of the White Star running events yet again. Um, I really like their events so. Uh, and I like Andy. I think he's a he's a great guy, and they they put up um, really really good fun events. So if if the listeners haven't been on haven't haven't checked them out, I do recommend checking out Why They're Running. Very different, very relaxed. Kasia, I'm, um, I'm one of those people. Unfortunately, I haven't I haven't yet run one, but I hear very good things about their their races. Yes, yes, they're they're absolutely awesome, and they they sort of changed my mentality about running a little bit. You know. Um, it became more about enjoying the views and enjoying where I am and enjoying the running and being in the moment mm -hmm. than, you know, getting yet another PB that doesn't really mean anything, I guess, yeah. in the long run. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think, Kasia, I'm, I'm going to pause you there just for a sec, because um, obviously in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a couple of minutes, I want to speak a little bit about your Instagram account, but I think it's fair to mm -hmm. say just as a teaser for that section in, in a couple of minutes that that what you just said there about how they changed your mind about running and kind of wanted you to enjoy it more and enjoy the views. It really shines out from your Instagram accounts that, that, that you, you really take that to heart. So yeah, anyway, there you go. Oh, thank you very much. That's very really kind. Yeah. So did, um, did you, so, so yeah, you, sorry, you were saying about the, uh, the, the run in Poland and then you, you came back and did the hundred marathon club. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I, I wanted to do a hundred miler and I did the North Dance Way with Centurion, okay. um, which was amazing and, and beautiful. Um, nice. And <laughs> <Dave disagrees, yeah. laughs> well, I did, I, I did the Omen beforehand. The Omen was 66.6 um, miles from uh, the Guildford Cathedral. Uh, so if you know the film, yes oh, you will know the scene and they do 6.66 miles as well which is called i think baby damien or something like that Brilliant. um love it very creepy um <laughs> so i i did that kind of in preparation and as i was doing my my 100 marathon so just to explain to someone who doesn't know um if you do a longer run let's say it's you know over 84 kilometers that doesn't count as two marathons it it counts as one for the okay. 100 marathon club uh so i did the 66.6 miles uh with wacky events which was the omen run and i was one of the six participants and one of the two finishers <laughs> oh really wow and, and that felt that felt quite lonely at times uh, and I was on social media media quite a lot 
which paid off for me um, really greatly because I had I had some allergy reaction on my legs from all the grasses and bushes or okay. other you know stinging nettles and someone brought me antihistamine cream um which was lovely um so so yeah that was that was you know one of the runs towards the 100 marathons and then I did the North Downs way which effectively followed the same route but having done the omen it was so much easier doing the centurion event okay. because the route was marked um, and if you were on the North Downs way before you know that the markings the, the signs are different they change color yeah. and you, it can get you a little bit confused um, but effectively it's not you know it's not that difficult to follow uh, but I did go wrong in a few places so when when I was doing the Centurion event it just felt so much easier for my head I didn't have to focus on the route the route is very well marked and they have reflective tapes as well if you're there like me running through the night a lot so um that was awesome and then i did i think snowdonia 100 miler after that um which was much more intense um yeah. it was it was quite a hardcore event i would say and then um in december I did Brecon Beacons 100 miler, which was even more hardcore because it was an event that was in December in Brecon Beacons. That's Me. that's one. That sounds like my worst nightmare. And then it's... It... Sorry, say again? Is that called Exodus, that one? That yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, wow. Wow, that is and hardcore. It's it started at 7 p.m. on Friday, so you already have a full day of not sleeping, and you're going into the night, and then you have the second night, and you have 48 hours to do it. And because of various factors, you know, sometimes you just want to be with somebody else and not want to push on. Sometimes you just don't have the juice to push on. I was very close to the 48-hour mark, so I was effectively 60 hours without sleep on this event. Wow. Um, and I managed to get in within seven minutes from the cutoff, I think. Um, and I was very happy, but very tired. That's amazing! Wow, to be out to be out that long on your feet—that's that's that's incredible. Um, I'm sure I'm gonna mm. we're gonna find out more about how you kind of manage that on the uh, on the Northern Traverse for sure. But uh, that gives us a, a really good uh, flavor and idea of, of what you've done. Is it just the th the three hundred miles you've done, or have you done a, a few more? Uh, I have attempted a few more, but I have only done those three um okay. there were some dnfs which were i guess really good lessons mm, so sure. i don't i don't really take them as as complete failures even though there's you know some part of us that always goes hey that was you know why didn't you yeah. just carry on uh, but i know there were the right decisions to make at the time that i made them so yeah, excellent, excellent. Well, that, that, that's lovely to hear, and I'm glad you said about doing the race in in Poland as well, because that was going to be one of my questions. You know, you know, what is, um, you know, what's what's the running scene like in Poland and stuff? And, and in fact, may, maybe you can tell us: is it is it as popular as it is here? Are there are there just as many races going on? It is it is very popular, and it's it's getting much more popular uh, year by year. I think, especially after the pandemic as well, uh, which it has, you know has done over here i think you know that the running community has grown um, after the pandemic or throughout the pandemic yeah um 
it is, I guess, a little bit different. It feels more serious and more almost like there are people from the road who transitioned to the trail, if okay. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, makes so sense. I I feel sometimes that there's too many elbows for me. <laughs> okay, that's a good good, good you know, way to describe it. Yeah, um, that that you know some people don't have that, um, and I know it's it's potentially a blanket statement, but I feel that um, you know sometimes some people those people don't have the spirit of the trail runner that I would like to see in a trail yeah. runner. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I mean, it's, it's, it's lovely in a way, because I guess like running takes all sorts of people, doesn't it? And it's nice to have like a, a proper blend mm -hmm. of people's, you know, some people are at the front st stretching, stretching the, the times at the front and other people at the back stretching the times the other way. And then you've got people in the middle, just like having a good time and stuff. So I think like ultimately as, as a big picture, it, it kind of creates like a really kind of diverse and, and kind of almost like well-cultured sport. But I know exactly what you mean when you describe it that way. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Kasha, um, uh, Dave, I'll, I'll let you ask a question in a minute if you if if you if you have any. But um, I was going to ask um, one question, which is, um, do you have any other hobbies apart from the running? Have you got like anything else you do? Any musical instruments or any uh, any hidden talents? Unfortunately, I am not talented when it comes to music at all. I would love to, uh, but it's you know, it would be probably an offence to other to other <laughs> members of community for me to sing or or play an instrument. Um, I um, I used to paint and draw a lot, um, okay. but it's sort of transitioned to, at first photography and Photoshop. So I did a lot of photo manipulation and some portraits and some, I guess, boudoir photo shoots. Okay. Um, and then, um, as the saying is, and it's a very true saying, the best camera is the camera that you always have with you, which is my phone. Um, so I started just taking pictures on my runs and I do that a lot. Um, so I like going to nice places and take pictures. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Now, Dave, I'm going to bring you in here because you, Dave always teases me and moans. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't moan, but I think it's like a, it's, it's more of a joke really that when we go on runs together, he always Whenever I get my phone out, he's always like, oh, here we go. The so social media department's on it. So, <laughs> Dave, I, ho I hope it doesn't annoy you too much. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, it's, it's cool, Dan. But I, I've got some um, deep-seated anxieties about cameras, having grown up with a mother who went to um, art school to do photography. And then I became the... The, the, the subject. Her, yeah, the subject for all of her projects that were about... It's oh. uh, growing up in the 50s and stuff like that. So, yeah, every time you point a camera at me, I'm close to thumping it. Yeah, go on, go on, Kasia. Well, I was, I was just about to say, I think, I think you're quite photogenic, David. So I think, you, you know, um, maybe, oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe Dan can help you uh, cure that, you know, anxiety. Yeah, yeah. I love I love the positivity there, Dave. That, that's what we're going to work on. And this, this is why he always trembles when I pull the phone out. So I understand this now, Dave. This, this all makes sense. Yeah. No, yeah. it's all right. I can face my fear, Dan. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Listen, Cash, I, I mentioned earlier that you, that you do have like the most um, kind of like incredible Instagram accounts. And obviously you show off all your, you know, your, your marathons and the Northern Traverse you did. 
Um, it, it really is one of my favorite kind of Instagram accounts from a runner because the, the colors are always really colorful and they kind of show all the fun and joy, like I said before, and all the happiness that, that, that I think running gives us all. Um, and it's interesting what you just said about, you know, you used to kind of play around with photos and photography and editing afterwards and stuff like that. So um, that kind of answers my question about how your your photos are, are so good. But you do you do definitely have an eye um, for the for the photography, for sure. I do appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know, th there is a lot of talk on social media about it not being accurate and about it showing all the good moments rather than the real world. And there is some truth in that. But also, you know, there is a lot of stuff that's going on for me, you and everybody else. And mm -hmm. sometimes almost like bending the truth and finding a good moment in every day is so valuable and then you look back and you focus on the on the positive side of things rather than dwelling on the negatives yeah akash i'm so glad you know that's i think we've literally just nailed this podcast just simply with what you've just said because, um <laughs> no it, it honestly like yeah i because i know what you mean people do kind of say like oh you know why are you why are you applying filters and doing all this kind of stuff but do you know what it, it's nice sometimes like you say just to draw out you know how you're feeling in that moment because you may you may be seeing a scene while you're standing on top of a hill or during a race differently to how mm -hmm. it comes out in just a standard photo and you know you know when you're there in the moment you're hearing the sounds you're feeling the wind you're feeling the heat um everything mm -hmm. you've gone through so you know trying to draw that out in a photo i don't think there's anything wrong with it at all i think you know you know it should it's it's kind of like an art isn't it it's an art form so there you go and it, it, it's that positive memory of that moment you know and and even on the on the run if you if you stop to appreciate something if you you know a dog coming up to you giving giving him a stroke or something like that it changes you know it's it's a process i think for everyone um but i think it can change your your perspective on things quite a lot yeah, no, ab absolutely. So yeah, important. So Dave, anything on the uh, anything on the on the photography and Instagram side? Because you've been actually posting a little bit more recently, I've noticed. Yeah, a little bit. I, I, it tends to uh, like go up and down with me about my enthusiasm for social media and Instagram. But it is nice to see everyone's like positive experience running, and it's really nice actually. I think I think on yours, Castillo, it would always always amazed me when you put up a new marathon and then the numbers start going up and you're like 120, 130. <laughs> How many are you going to go to? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's really kind. So, so Kasia, um, uh, just a quick question for you. Um, do you prefer, I mean, you've done some, some city road marathons as well, or are they, have they all been pretty much or mostly based on the trail? They have been mostly based on the trail. Um, the current rules of the 100 Marathon Club is that you have to do 10 UK or Ireland or in Ireland uh, road marathons. Oh. And uh, I had to scrape the bottom of the barrel to do that because I, road running really isn't for me. Um, and, you know, I have enjoyed the marathons that I've done, some more, some less. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I had some really poor ones uh, in Poland. Um, some of them were really good, but some of them were quite bad. Um, and, you know, London was a great highlight. Um, it oh, was absolutely it. amazing. 
Um, I've done it by accident, actually. I, I entered this competition online from, I think, New Balance, where you just had to enter your email address. And then I got an email saying that I got in and I thought it was a joke or just like, you know, people wow. trying to get my details. Uh, but it wasn't, fortunately. And I, I've done it. So it, it was an incredible experience. So if you can do it, just do it because it's, it's fantastic. Dave, have you, have you run London? No, I've applied every year for about 400 years now and never got in. So okay. no, I don't think I'm ever going to do it. <laughs> I know, I, I, know I, shouldn't, I shouldn't admit this on a podcast, but I'm going to anyway, because I'm, I'm an honest bloke. Um, but I, I ran in place of a friend at, at London who gave me his number. So. <laughs> oh, that's dodgy, but fine. You know, yeah. I kind of get it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was so long ago now that it doesn't count as a as a, as a running crime. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling on you. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. So, so I thought, what a good idea to um, kind of maybe leave the, the the marathon stuff for now and maybe move on to the northern traverse because, um, you know, Dave, when you when you recommended we bring cash onto the show, which is which was a fantastic idea, I actually had to go and look up a little bit of details about what the race was. I, I'd heard of it, um, but I didn't know too much about it. And, um, you know, I, I took a little description of the race here, which I'll, I'll kind of open with. Um, and this is straight off their website, by the way. So I haven't written any of this myself. Um, and it said the the silver, which is S-I-L-V-A, not silver as in the color, Northern Traverse is a 300 kilometer ultra following Wayne's Wainwright's coast to coast route and was first run in May, 2016. The Silver Lakes Traverse was introduced in 2018, following the first 100 kilometers of the Silver Northern Traverse route. Uh, This route is predominantly off-road on a mixture of terrains, but generally following public footpaths, forest tracks, roads, bridleways, and other public access routes. Um, Kasia, I'm guessing I'm going to start with you, and does that kind of describe it well? Yes, I would say so. I mean, it's, it's, it's a beautiful beautiful race and it's a huge challenge. I mean, it certainly was for me. Um, so um, I guess it's, it's really hard to describe a race um, in such a short snippet um, mm. because it, it really is an incredible experience. And, you know, when you just, um, shorten it to where it is and how long it is um it doesn't really give you the the heart of a race i think okay yeah yeah so so how would you how would you give it some kind of like more heart i mean obviously without describing it in in full detail which we will get into um Mm -hmm. i I guess i I could maybe start by saying like it starts in an area called saint b's which i which i again Mm -hmm. i'd never heard of um and ends (laughs) in in robin hood's bay but, um, you know, m- maybe a way to describe it, like with a little bit more heart would be like, wh- why did you enter it? Did you have, um, did you have like your heart set in stone that you wanted to run this race? Or was there a particular reason for it? Um, it started with the fact that I knew some people who have done it in 2016. Yep. Um, so I, the race was kind of on my radar um, since then. I have never thought about doing it myself up to a point where I sort of, you know, was doing the hundred milers, completing my hundred marathons, did a few hundred milers were free. And then I thought, well, what's next? What's the bigger challenge? And then I thought about the Northern Traverse um, and that's why I entered. Uh, so like you said, it starts in St. Bees 
uh, which I also never heard of. Uh, I have never been to the Lake District or Yorkshire Dales or Yorkshire Moors. Um, and then the race finishes in Robin Hood's Bay, which is one of the most picturesque towns I think I've been to. Really? Um, nice. Really, really beautiful. And um, it, it is 300 something kilometers in the end. Um, it was, for me, it was the biggest challenge that I have attempted to date. Um, and I think for a lot of people, it, it was. Um, the, the race has recently changed hands. So when I entered it, um, I was supposed to be doing it in 2020. Um, but because of the pandemic, the race was moved and moved and moved. Okay. And then uh, it changed hands. So now it's... Uh, OREA events that are running the race. So the people who are running Cape Wrath and Dragon's Back. Ah, right. Okay. So, so yeah, some, some fairly big races there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, it was a huge roller coaster, I would say. I guess initially when I entered the race, then um, a thought came into my head, you know, this was the next step, um, but I need something bigger after that so i also oh, really? entered the, i entered the dragons back as well oh, um, wow. which is going to happen this september amazing but... amazing dave dave you've got to get on this you've got to get on this definitely it's hardcore it's so hardcore i'm, I'm in awe brilliant no no it's like you know jump on the silly bandwagon um see what happens yeah, I think I, I, I'm starting to see that a little bit now because I've got to that point where I've done hundreds, I've done a couple of 140 and 150s. Like, where mm. do you go next? <laughs> What's the next thing that you can do? So mm -hmm. now I'm sort of um, getting a little bit more into the Mark Cobain races, like the tunnel mm. and Long Last, yep. that kind of thing, and, and just seeing what's about and actually just picking the stuff that really inspires me to give a give it a go rather than just doing something that I know I'm going to finish. Mm -hmm. And and you're thinking about doing the Vikings way, is that correct? Um, I was thinking about something. it, yeah. Why are, you, are you tempted? I am tempted, yes. Yeah, well, let me know if you sign up because I, I, might, I might be persuaded to do that, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it here as an ultra runner myself you guys are bloody mad <laughs> but I love it I love it I love it when a plan's coming together so <laughs> this is amazing but yeah um, like just 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 on on the northern traverse because I, I did the the C to C which is mm -hmm. a similar route but it's just on the roads now the northern traverse is obviously off-road quite a lot mm -hmm. of the time isn't it and mm -hmm. I think that quite often you can tell that in the in the finishing times because I think road is much quicker. And obviously the C to C was about 50 miles shorter. Um, right. But but I think like the finishing times for the Northern Traverse, where it, like because the terrain was uh, is is pretty horrific at times, it was quite significantly longer. What, can you tell us what the terrain was like and what what the what the trails were like? Was there a lot of rock climbing or anything like that or um, was it through bogs and moorland? There was, uh, yes, yes, absolutely. So the first section through the Lake District um, 
was quite spiky, I would say. There were a few bits where you had to kind of scramble a little bit, but it wasn't too technical. I wouldn't say it's anything like um, Snowdonia, but the terrain can be a challenge. So you have to watch your feet. And then the higher we went, um, so I guess what I need to say now is that the previous editions of this race happened later on in the year. Oh, okay. um, so the terrain, I guess, you know, had some more time to uh, get rid of the snow. <laughs> <laughs> so we we had some we had some snow up on the hills and there was some ice as well uh so there were there were bits where uphill that wasn't a problem but downhill you know um i would use all the points of contact including my bum um because i just <laughs> didn't didn't fancy losing my teeth um so it was treacherous at points and um you know seeing somebody else fall and you falling yourself it's even more encouraging to just stay a little bit safer and go a little bit slower. Um, so that was that was the first section. And then um, the boggy section was also quite challenging. Um, I was running through it with someone who said he was doing the coast to coast route some time ago and he fell into the bog up to his waist. Um, so this was partly the reason why he didn't want to go alone into the bog. Um, and, you know, we chose the, a good time to go. We, we waited till 4 a.m. So we had two hours to get out of the town into the higher ground and where the bog was. And then had the daylight for the bog, which I think made a huge difference. And then I guess the third distinctive section was some more spikes in the um, Yorkshire moors. Uh, they weren't too bad, I wouldn't say. And uh, I went through them all in, in the daylight. So um, that, was, that was fine, just something different for the legs. So I didn't mind the terrain that much. I was always prepared to be hiking a lot on this race. And I find that as opposed to, to road and what you did, Dave, um, you know, having that variation is easier for the legs, uh, to some extent, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I must, I must admit, I found that 140 miles of road was absolutely awful for my legs and for my ankles and for my feet. Yeah, I can't myself imagine that. <laughs> yeah. But did you go up Hartside, I think it was? And I think you get near, when you come out the Lake District, I, I distinctly remember going up this place called Hartside, one of the checkpoints there, and I was maybe 50, 60 miles in, and it was just grim. <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, I don't, yeah, I don't remember that on, on, on this race, whether that was, you know, kind of the same section. Um, I know that we had a fairly long section after one of the checkpoints uh, going on the road and it dragged quite a bit. It was good in a way because you could keep, um, you know, like a ultra shuffle pace, um, yeah. but, but it, it felt um, quite long, even, mm. you know, even though it was maybe like, I don't know, 10 kilometers so nothing comparing to to what you did um, no, 
But how? But um, it's not. It's it's not the first one, David, that you've done on the road. You were doing the one in Wales as well. Yeah, I, I don't want to start thinking about that because it'll be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I, I'm with you. Like in in my, I've done a couple of long road ones, but I think trail running is really where kind of my heart is, to be honest. Um, so I'm really um, quite interested in uh, the Northern Traverse, and it's it, you're kind of tempting me into giving it a crack next year, maybe. There we go, Kasia. Yeah. I, told, I told you, Dave's, Dave's, that's it. Dave's <laughs> going to sign up now. Yeah, vulnerable, vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> if 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 there's if there's any way you can get Dave to sign up for a race, race, it's to um uh, get him into a pub and, and buy him a couple of drinks because he goes straight onto his phone, straight to the entry pages, and yeah, it's it's easy. <laughs> okay, perfect. So Saturday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somewhere in Clanfield. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know how to do it now. Um, Kasia, did you um did you have? I've got a couple of questions. Did you have um? Uh, crew and paces at all um how did you like manage your food and and also did you take cheat sticks i mean poles <laughs> so, i always say that i'm a pole so i don't need a pole um to be fair <laughs> uh, you know people swear by them but i haven't trained with them and i found that when i was doing the snowdonia 100 miler they actually hindered me rather than aided me so um i i had to leave them uh, at a checkpoint okay. uh, because I found that the, the terrain required me to actually grab on with my hand to feel safe and and since then I haven't really used cheat sticks um, so I didn't take that um, when it comes to paces and other outside support that wasn't, wasn't allowed for this race okay. in terms of you couldn't have a pacer. You could have support, but they couldn't give you anything or take anything from you. Okay. Um, so I had a very good friend who kindly agreed to be there with me and meet me on the route 40 times. Um, so she was going around in the car, sometimes driving 30 miles to see me in the next six miles for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Um and uh, it was it was quite an undertaking, uh, but it was a huge help for me, and actually for other runners, um, because I found that on a, on another race when I had when I had someone it was Snowdonia Marathon, um, when I had my partner at the time just going and popping up on the course at different points. Yeah, people actually start to recognize that person and feel almost safer and happy to see them, even though they don't know them. And I think this is what happened with Ellen this time. People would know her name. People would know uh, she's American. People would, you know, say hello and see her from the distance. And uh, so it wasn't just the help that she was giving me in terms of hugs, but to other people. And she's a, she's a great runner herself and has done much more than I have. So she she really understands the running community and what to say to people to help them keep going. So often, even when she she saw me off, she would stay and waited for other runners if she saw them on the map that they were coming up. Um, That's just to give them some yes, some words of kindness and encouragement. 
Yeah, it's it's a good point, isn't it? I guess, Dave, I don't know if you're the same, but like I'm, I'm like that as well. Like you get to know people's faces, like other other people's support crews, and mm-hmm. you know you get to know people's names, and and then they kind of like you know before you know it, they're offering you food and drink and help, and you know on on for crude events that is. Um, yeah, so so they almost kind kind of like become your race family, don't they? In a way. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally Absolutely. agree with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I have got to ask. Sorry, Dave. I'll let, I'll let you go after this. Um, was that um by any chance uh, Ellen Ellen Cottom? It was indeed. Yes. Aha. Okay. Have, Dave, do, do you know Ellen? I've met her a few times. She's a total legend, isn't she? Like yeah. Stuff that she's done. I think she did the Monarch Way, didn't she? She has. Yes. She's the only yeah. fem- female finisher. Wow. Oh, she, wow. She's like god tier of ultra runner, isn't she? I always remember yep. Sandra, is it Sandra Tullett, who was a previous uh, guest on, on the show, um, her episode's still, still up on the, on, the, on the site, on the page somewhere. Um, she, she recommended getting Ellen onto the show eventually because she was a local runner and stuff. So maybe, maybe that's something that we need to kind of revisit. If, um, if you could just yeah. put in a good word for us, Akasha, and, and tell her the podcast is not so scary. <laughs> I, I may have done that already, but I'll, I'll, work, I'll try to work my magic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so, sorry, Dave, I didn't want to interrupt you. Any, any other questions? Oh, so you were asking about food as well, which I haven't answered yet. Apologies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dave, hang, 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 hang for a second on that. Yeah, f- food-wise, like, what did you do? Because there wasn't that many um, stops. Were there aid stations? Um, no, they they weren't. And unfortunately, as it turned out, a little bit late, meaning on the run, the food wasn't substantial enough. Um, and you know, I don't want to say anything bad about the organisers. Um, however, I think that. Mm, previous editions of this race had, you know, like 60 to 80 people. Okay. Yeah. Um, and now having 150 for the Northern Traverse and around 200 for the Lakes Traverse, right. it made a huge difference, you know, so they ramped up the numbers of participants, but the checkpoints remained the same. Um, and sometimes we struggled um with you know sleeping arrangements and the space at the checkpoint but the food was a big issue for a lot of people i think um the first aid stop i remember having you know some sandwiches which was literally bread with grated cheese which just seemed like wood chip and you know getting to the checkpoint and hearing that the soup is in there wasn't ideal either um So I think I think it kind of backfired, but again they they admitted to it, and and I hope they will do something about it for the next editions. Um, so um, if you know me, you you know that I like my food a lot, and I <laughs> I went to local Morrison's before the race, and I got six meal deals um, for for each of the checkpoints. And um, I got cheese and onion sandwiches because as it turns out, they have a lot of calories. So it's about 460 per pack uh, and a full fat Coke because I noticed that in the published menu, which they had on the website, they didn't include Coca-Cola. So I thought, you know, this will be something that I will want. Um, And it turned out 
that I was teasing a lot of a lot of the people just running with it in my bag because I guess they didn't expect that not being provided. Yeah, it's got it's got to be coke and it's got to be full fat. There's got to be coke and it's got to be full fat. That that's my yes. that's that's my thing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, so if you if you enter, David, just just get yourself some you know some some special treats that will keep you going. <laughs> Hopefully, definitely. Yeah. Kasha, what what you said, I think hopefully, like like you say, you know, you you started off by by describing the the food situation as like, you know, I don't want to say anything bad about the race organizers, but I think the important thing there is is what you said. If race organizers can take on board like all the constructive um, criticism mm -hmm. and and all the the negative stuff and positive stuff from the race, then then it's perfect. You know, if they can make it better for the for the next time and realize where they went wrong and stuff like that, then then that's great, isn't it? It just like it means people next year will enjoy it more. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, the next editions will only get better. Yeah, absolutely. Dave, over to you. Did you, you had a question? Yeah. Um, so I was just like looking through some of your pictures of it and there's quite clearly some decent signposts on there with like the coast to coast route on it and how far to the next town. What was the navigation like? Was it easy to follow? Because um, did you have like a GPS or a GPX file or anything? Mm -hmm. So the, they give you a map and um, I guess because of the change of hands for this race, they didn't manage to send us the maps in advance, which was unfortunate. However, they published the GPX file, I think, uh, around sometime in March. Um, and... Um, I have I have a little gizmo called Etrex. I think it's a Garmin device, um, and it worked really really well for this race. So th there were signs and um, you know way markers to tell us where to go, but sometimes we weren't following exactly that route. So th there were little you know diversions or a few bits where we went slightly different to where the sign told us to. Um, however, I I found that it wasn't bad at all. Um, being kind of back of the pack runner, I am first half of the race, I am lazy and I just follow people. <laughs> and I start, <laughs> this is really, I shouldn't really admit to this because this is, you know, shameful. But, you know, I, I then start the navigation where I kind of have to do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it didn't seem to be a problem for me. Um, and, um, and I found it quite all right, but, um, I know that some people use the map. I know that, um, some people found it hard when they lost their GPX device. Um, so I have my, um, which you probably saw in, in pictures, I have my GPX E-Trex on the, on a lanyard because I'm just yeah. paranoid. I've already heard about two people who lost their lost their gizmos and I don't want to be one of them uh, because that's the main thing that I rely on. Um, organizers suggested using an app on your phone. Um, and I had, as a backup, I had OS maps because I didn't want to you know, sign up to yet another map provider application uh, and pay for another set of maps if I already had OS maps. Um, so um, I had that as a backup on my phone. I had the route downloaded, but I've never used it 
on on the race itself because I didn't need to. I found that the e-trex was enough. I saw that people were using their watches as well uh, if they had that functionality, and they could charge them at the eight stops or had um, power banks with them to charge. Um, and it seemed to have worked all right, I guess, uh, for a lot of people. I didn't hear nightmare mm -hmm. stories of people going off um, into the distance and never coming back. Yeah. Well, well, I, go on, Dave. Just, just wondering as well, because um, I know from my experience, because when, when you go start going over kind of two days of constant running, um, I started to totally lose my mind and I was hallucinating and then I didn't know where I was. Did, did you get any of that? Because it's a um, long way. <laughs> it is, it is. But I um, I had a lot of rest, actually too much than I expected. Um, so the first checkpoint um, that I actually slept at uh, was the Kegby Stephen, which was 130 kilometers. Um, so it was just before the second night. Uh, and I got there, I think, around 5 p.m. And I thought, mm. you know, I got myself sorted, got everything changed because I had a spare kit. So I, I changed my clothes um, and then, you know, had some food and... Um, I thought I'm going to sleep for a bit and then I'm going to leave with the people that I came to the checkpoint with. Um, unfortunately, when I woke up, I think it was around 11, they have already left or maybe 10.30, something like that. Um, and whilst I was talking to people, everyone was saying, you know, just make sure you leave with somebody because the next section is the boggy section and there's no mm -hmm. network coverage whatsoever. And your GPX signal is lost so you, your tracker is lost so you're not visible on the tracker you you lose signal uh just make sure you're you pair up with someone hmm. and uh sometimes you know you you kind of have to play it by ear a bit and the weather was turning and it was starting starting to rain quite a lot the wind was picking up and i thought the last thing i want to do is to be in the bog in the rain and just be miserable <laughs> and I ended up staying. <laughs> I ended up staying at the checkpoint till four a.m., uh, which made it, I think, eleven hours. Um, <laughs> I know, which was something that I never expected. And you know, there was some sleep there, but there was just some just resting and lifting my legs up, and you know, sorting my blister out, um, yeah. and just chilling. And I felt amazing the next day. I felt so good, um, and I think that made a huge, huge difference for me. And interestingly, um, the next checkpoint was Richmond, um, which was about, I think, 56 kilometers apart. Yeah. Wow. And the, <laughs> I met a guy at that checkpoint who turned up an hour before me but left the previous evening. Wow. And he got so lost in the bog. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, I'd, I'd rather have that 11 hours and no yeah. drama and just, you know, n not feeling, um, you know, like I'm not getting anywhere and feeling stressed. And apart from everything else, you know, you're struggling mm -hmm. with your body, you're struggling with 
hunger <laughs> and uh, all sorts of other stuff, you know, for, for different people is different. Um, hunger or nausea or whatever it is. And, you know, to have that stress on top of that, I think is just unnecessary. <laughs> so what was the cutoff for it? The cutoff overall was 112 hours. Wow. That's a long time, isn't it? <laughs> There you so go. I think it, it is. I was, I was going to say, Kasia, as well, just from what you've said about the sleep, Dave, there's some lessons in there for the next long last attempt, dude. Just, just saying. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that one has a little less generous cutoff. Yeah, yeah. well, I went totally mad. So, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I, have, I have read. I have read about it. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think a li little, little bit more rest and and sleep and and going easy on yourself, Dave. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. won't we won't go into that now. <laughs> but you know, I I totally get that experience, not to that extent, of course. But I kind of you know tasted it a little bit on that Brecon Beacons run, the hundred miler that started on a Friday evening, and on the mm -hmm. second night I was hallucinating so badly, and yeah. I fell asleep a few times whilst walking and running I guess uh, although at that point maybe it wasn't running anymore but it's such an uncomfortable feeling and it's such an unnerving feeling that I really yeah. didn't want to experience that again and yeah seeing those weird Christmas decorations really was odd <laughs> <laughs> yeah it just makes you feel like you, you're losing your mind doesn't it and yeah see all these things jumping out at you and then you can't run properly and uh, as you say falling asleep on your feet it's just a horrible experience yeah, yeah. and it's really nice that you can you can do something as epic as the northern traverse because it is epic isn't it you know i mean i, I think you know whatever anyone says going from one side of the country to the other is awesome and it's just so nice that you can do it in a really kind of controlled way and enjoy yourself as as opposed to kicking your ass and like finishing the race like you know hallucinating your tips off basically like oh. yeah <laughs> i guess i guess my maybe a little bit i wouldn't say i don't know could i say relaxed approach maybe to some extent i think yeah. a lot of it came from my self-doubt and yeah you know not not really knowing whether I could finish that run whether I had that in me um both physically and mentally and I only believed it on the last day and it was still you know after the sunrise um mm. that I was like okay I can actually do this um and we talked about Ellen before and how she understands other runners so her support was so good because you know there was there were simple things she said but I don't know if I would have come up with them so the last checkpoint she said to me tomorrow you'll be done yeah and I you know it was it was groundbreaking for me yeah I, I haven't even thought about it because I was in a completely different mindset and her saying that just gives you that that push. Okay, you know, this it's just one day. Yeah, yeah. Saying the right yeah, thing at the right at the right stretch. time. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. That's it's, it's funny that you say that because I remember really really bonking in a race once, and you you start to think, oh, maybe I should. I'm just not 
I'm not the kind of material that can finish this or I'm, mm-hmm. you know, this is too much for me. And you get that self-doubt, don't you? And someone said almost exactly the same thing to me. And he, and he just said, it's all right, this time's right, you'll be in bed, you'll have finished. And I thought, oh, yeah. And, and suddenly, you know, it gives you a spring in your step because it puts it into context, doesn't it, for you? Absolutely. It, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. So, so it, it felt great um, finishing the race, obviously, Kasher. And, um, you know, w- what was it like? Was it a bit of a slow burn at the end? Could you, could you kind of like when you, when you got to the end point, was it a bit like, wow, I've actually just run from one end of the country to the other, like Dave said? I don't think I still realize that I've done it. Um, yeah. Because you have the, the night time or the, you know, in my case, 11 hour break. Um, it, it kind of separates it. You know, it, there's different different factors here. So the terrain changes, you have the night, you have your breaks in between. And it's almost like in my head, different races. So, you know, I look at the map and I see it, but I'm not sure I still realize that I've done it, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I can imagine that. Yeah, but it's a, I guess it's a, a real slow burner as well because it will sit with you for ages, and you know you'll you'll be you'll be trying to like piece together all the all the bits of the puzzle for quite a while. And um, yeah, I think it's absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Dave, any any other questions on the Northern Traverse? I mean, obviously, there's, there's um, probably, we we could probably sit and discuss it for like a whole day. I think there's probably so much that yeah, happened. Yeah, no, no, I, it's, I it's, think it's just so impressive. Um, it's amazing. I'm really interested in it. It's so I what, think we what need to your... go to that pub, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. What were your feet like at the end? Were they? Did you have any trench foot, or did, did you manage to look after them quite nicely? Um, I am one of the lucky people that uh, can wear waterproof socks, um, and it, mm. they worked incredibly well for me on this race. Yeah. So I remember seeing pictures of a friend who unfortunately didn't finish in 2016. I remember seeing pictures of his feet and thinking, can this happen to somebody's feet? Because, you know, <laughs> oh in 2016, I was, you know, somewhere different in my running completely. And then I was doing a Polish race in the snow with crampons. And there was this guy who was like, oh, waterproof socks, try waterproof socks. Waterproof socks are amazing. And I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to give them a go. And uh, they seem to work for me. I know some people have issues with them. Uh, but I came out of Northern Traverse with one blister. And oh, wow. uh, I think that's, you know, I'm, I'm so pleased. I think that's my claim to fame right here. <laughs> that is brilliant. Now, I know from seeing people that finish races like Lake, Lakeland 100, where, you know, you go through bogs in that and states of mm-hmm. people speak the end of it people can hardly walk because of the amount of blisters they got so just having one little blister from doing double that is totally epic Mm. (laughs) yeah i mean i i struggled with i have like um what is it called a callus or something on my foot and when my feet swell it's sort of almost like folded on itself and it was pinching my skin and it felt like someone was just nailing something into my foot um but you know, having again that 11 hour rest really made a difference. And that's when I sorted my blister as well, uh, drained it. And I guess the rest was history. Everything mm. was fine after that. And, I mean, it was still painful, of course, you know, um, it's it's a huge challenge being on your feet for that long. Um, 
so you know my my training was was quite i guess you know extensive in some mm -hmm. respect because you know i was i was doing a lot of walking on on the marathons i was doing recently which was specifically for this race yeah. um you know i i have issues with sleep so I was practicing getting up every day and walking my dog even though I just wanted to stay in bed and even that the fact that I pushed myself to get up and walk my dog for you know an hour was was training or you know sleeping in earplugs or Fantastic. <laughs> stuff like that that's really so, good it's, yeah it's, it's interesting that isn't it? like you're, you're making use of of everyday kind of activities in your training which is which is different to just going out for a run it's like getting up early, getting into the routine of losing that sleep and, and using the walking the dog for a, for a training run mm. is great. I think it's yeah. just lazy as well, but I, I will take the compliment. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, Kasha, I'm going to echo what Dave said. Congratulations on, on your run. I mean, that's just, just an absolutely epic achievement. Um, and yeah, I'm like Dave, I'm in awe and, and just think it's, it's amazing. And, you know, respect to you as well. And I, I can't believe you're considering going back. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's that's really, really kind. So, so now, now you've done that, what, what's next then? Have you, have you thought about anything like the spine or something stupid like that? I have thought about the spine, um, <laughs> but I haven't done anything about it yet. So yes. this, this year will be the Dragons back in September. And then, uh, you know, if you do it, I'll do it the Vikings way, kind of a thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, and maybe the arc. Wow. Yeah, that's quite interesting, isn't it? I think I know a few people that have done that, and they say it's incredibly hard. So that's quite appealing. What about the arc? Me, um, I think with with the arc for, for me, the hardest will be the cutoff. I don't, you know, I'm not that fast, so. That will be the challenge. So I'll have to try and get faster, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I'd, 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 I would never be ready for the arc, Dave, ever. I would, yeah, I would need to be in a different body, I think, <laughs> completely. <laughs> uh, it's just amazing. But, um, uh, Kesha, as well, um, uh, you've, got, you've got the, um, was it the, the, you said the Dragon's Back coming up later this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dragon's back coming up. Yes. Um, have you got any other any any other kind of like marathons coming up? Are you doing any like shorter stuff that you that you're aiming for? Any like specific times or anything like that? Or is that all just kind of like non-existent in your running life at the moment? No, no, no. I'll do I'll do marathons in between, but um, there's not going to be much focus on the time. Um, the focus is going to be to do as many as I can. Cool, perfect. <laughs> and that's going to become my training, and the bonus is the medal or you know another entry on my spreadsheet okay. because that sort of happens, um, you know, backstage almost. But the focus will be the dragons back for now, and yeah, the, the marathons and the other runs, uh, my five Ks, um, will will be there. Um, perfect. But but it will be it will be a different focus. So maybe I'll I'll see you, Dave, one time at the at Batsa Hill doing the Satan's. Um, yeah. Time. yeah, that <laughs> sounds yeah, that, good. That, that place is hard to go and like a bit hard but good for strong legs. I, I did like lots of UCMB training around there, and it just sorted me out proper. So I really recommend. Yeah. 
Yeah, cool. I've been up Satan's Hill twice, um, <laughs> but it's it's not it's not enough. But I think twice was enough for that one session. <laughs> <laughs> it's an evil climb. It's an evil climb. Uh, Kasha, where can people follow you on social media, Strava, websites, all that kind of stuff, just in case they uh, they, they want to follow on your uh, your adventures. Uh, so I am Kata Lubo on Instagram, K-A-T-A-L-U-B-O. Yep. Um, and the same on Facebook, okay. I believe. I, cool. I'm mostly focusing on Instagram, I guess. Uh, and Strava, I think I am Kasia on Strava, uh, which is my actual name. Um, but I'll have to, Kasia Lubo. So uh, my actual first name and then four first letters of my surname l-u-b-o perfect cool brilliant so if anybody wants to go and follow i highly recommend uh, everyone check out your your instagram page because it is pretty awesome but kasha as i told you we we kind of uh, finished with some some quick fire questions so i've got i've got mm -hmm. one and then dave you can you can fire one across um as well if you want afterwards uh first one is uh have you got a book or a film uh maybe like running specific or even not running specific that may have affected your running um, that you can recommend to, to other people? Oh, hard to choose. There's there's so many. I, I pretty much, I, I use Audible a lot. And sometimes I listen to books on my runs. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Born to Run, uh, run The Running Man. Um, there is a book by Rich Roll as well. Um, so um, a lot of books... Uh, and in terms of films, um, I think it was called 13 Summits. It, it's, it's actually a climbing, um, as the title would suggest, um, climbing film on Netflix, uh, which, is, which is really, really good um, and quite... Sorry, it's not 13 summits, it's 14 peaks. I'm one of these people who, who just makes up words. So, I'm saying yeah, apologies. <laughs> <laughs> apologies about that um and um yeah going back to books i recently listened to in it for the long run by damien hall ah yeah was, i haven't read that yet okay that's that, was, that looks good which was good and and funny um so it's sometimes i find books by you know the the top runners quite unrelatable because they are all about oh yeah i kind of thought about doing this and then i did it and i won um and you know i will never be that person but i would still like to have a go um mm -hmm. so for me like with running blogs it's more interesting to hear about how people were overcoming uh, yeah. challenges during these these events okay um, great thank you thank you for those um yeah the damien hall one's a really good shout so i'm gonna i'm gonna take that away and uh put that on, on one of my birthday or christmas list so dave do you have a question as well um honestly no not off the top of my head kasha this next question then could 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 decide whether we're going to be good friends or not um what shoes do you run in <laughs> Don't say Hoka. Um, don't. I am sorry. It is Hoka's. It is Hoka <laughs> Clifton. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it is for the trail. It's Salomon Speed Cross. Okay. Hey, there we go. You, you got you got half half pleased from me, half pleased from from Dave. So it's 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 going to be friends perfect. all around. 
Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> um, Kasha, is there anything that you'd like to add maybe um, about the running community, you know, down here in the south of England or, or the running community generally that you've encountered? Because um, I always just like to kind of let my guests kind of say something, you know, final, final words about running. I guess it has changed my world. You know, I wasn't a very active person back in the day or when I was in, in college and at uni. So starting running and um, joining a running club was like going from not very many friends, especially once you when you move the country, going from not very many friends to having 30 friends instantly, yeah. um, which helps so much you know and and running community is absolutely amazing there are people who become your best friends just throughout a run it's it's really quite exceptional yeah yeah amazing and I'm, amazing. I'm sure you you can relate to 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 some of that completely agree completely agree dave i'm sure you do as well so uh, yeah absolutely fantastic and it is a it is an amazing sport with amazing people so yeah we always we always kind of iterate that point mm -hmm. But Kasha, it's been lovely to have you on. Thank you so, so much. Um, I know we could have probably chatted about the, the, the run, you know, even just the Northern Terrace for, you know, 10 shows. I'm sure there was, there was that much stuff that happened, but it's just been nice to kind of have you on and, and chat all about your running. Um, I think you're an amazing, incredibly inspiring person. Um, and yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of um, runners, specifically female runners who are going to be looking at you going, wow, this is absolutely amazing. Perhaps maybe I can achieve something, something like that as well. So thank you so, so much. Keep on the Instagram posts. Um, and I hope that we can hook up for a run really soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. And thank you for all the compliments. I feel like my head is not going to fit through the door now. But <laughs> I really appreciate it. It's okay. We'll have, we'll have to push you, push you and Dave through the pub door eventually. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Take care. All the best.